the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Hi, Ebb and Flow. There's no doubt about it. Some days are good shows, some days are bad shows. Um, I really wish I could be in Santa Barbara right now. That's my mindset. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense to you at all. I'm not trying to make sense to you. I, I know that like sometimes it's just not going to happen. But I'm looking for a little something slower. Um, something a little slower. But for now, we'll talk jobs in the United States. U.S. jobs posted solid gains. Unemployment was flat. Good news or bad news? The market will make a determination based on what will the Fed Reserve think of this? Good news, bad news. Interest rates will start to move before the Fed makes their move to raise interest rates. The markets, the bond markets are what I would refer to as much smarter than the stock markets. The stock market is very emotional and reactive, whereas the bond market is very scientific. So the improving U.S. jobs market bolsters the case for the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates. And in my heart, I feel I feel real estate getting a little bit lower. Mortgages will become a little more expensive, and what you're able to afford will be a little bit less. I see Janet Yellen, who looks like the Pillsbury Dough Woman. She's white and pasty, coming from a white and pasty person. When you're white and pasty, calling another person white and pasty... That person must be pretty white and pasty. Um, I love her. I love her like a grandmother. I love her, I love her, I love her, I love her. I think she's the hottest Federal Reserve Chairman ever. Keep in mind, she's the only female Federal Reserve Chairman ever, but you get the point where I'm trying to go with this. So, improving U.S. job market bolsters the case for a Fed rate hike. U.S. unemployment rose at a solid clip in July. Wages rebounded after a surprising stall in the prior month. 
signs of an improving economy that could open the door for the Federal Reserve to rate to raise interest rates in September. So when that happens, and again, slightly before it happens, the markets start to change a little bit. We'll go, hmm, do I want AT&T that yields 4.5% or do I want a bond that yields 3 or do I want my 10-year treasury at 2.2? Which one do I feel most comfortable with? So, and then that 10-year treasury will be 2.4. I think you get the idea. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, so the, it was the July employment report. It's what I would refer to as good, not great. And that's something we're processing. Um, notable headlines from the employment report for June. Non-farm payrolls were revised to 231,000. Isn't it funny that we still look at employment numbers and we go non-farm? We're still a bit of a farming nation, but that's how we report them. Private sector payrolls increased 210,000. Unemployment rate sits at 5.3%. There's something that just, when I say this, you're going to be like, please, please take my wisdom teeth out. Put them back in and take them out again. The unemployment rate, the U6 unemployment rate, that accounts for the total unemployed plus persons who are marginally attached to the labor force and the people who are underemployed, i.e. they want to work more, um, stands at 10.4%. Average hourly earnings increased two-tenths of a percent. Average work week was 34.6 weeks, uh, 34.6 hours, not 34. You work 34 weeks in one week? No, 34 hours, 34.6 and that's kind of important because it edges it's a little higher. We hire more people. Labor participation rate, the labor force participation rate was at 62.6%. So there's some openings to pick holes in this report. The pace of the payroll growth slowed from 246,000 over the prior 12 months. Number of people unemployed for 27 weeks or longer, 26.9% of the unemployed. Can you imagine being unemployed for 27 weeks? Do the math real quick. Okay, 27 weeks. Let's see. Let's see if I can go back to high school. That's about six. No, it's not seven months. It's six and a half months, essentially, right? 26 weeks, half of a year, 27 weeks. Okay, yay. 26.9% of Americans are unemployed and getting an unemployment check. I've been unemployed for over 27 weeks. That's insanity. Um, that's, you don't have emergency savings at that point, right? You've got nothing to fall back on. Anyway, and I think there's a commercial out there like, Steve's been unemployed for 27 weeks, and now his refrigerator broke. What's Steve going to do? He's going to probably break into someone's house and take the refrigerator. Rob has his house broken into by Steve. Rob doesn't have a refrigerator anymore. What's he going to do? Um, the Bank of Japan held its key lending rate unchanged. So they got low cost of money. Europe's got low cost of money. The United States has got low cost of money. There's not a growing, booming economy from this low cost of money. That's a bit of a problem. 
what's going to happen when you raise the cost of money and the Fed raises interest rates? Usually what happens is we go into a recession. Just saying. I'm not saying that we will. I'm just saying that usually the Fed doesn't mean to do this because they're trying to help the things, but sometimes it's a lot of unintended consequences. I love Donald Trump. I wish I was a stand-up comedian or a late-night comedian because he's making this whole presidential thing kind of interesting. Trump went off on moderator Megyn Kelly last night, who he said bombed. Kelly had perhaps the most contentious exchange of the night with Trump when she asked him about a slew of past offensive comments towards women. Um, so he goes on Twitter. And I guess Twitter is like the place that raging, and I'm not going to say raging alcoholics, but people who are raging like jump on and like they let the media like have fodder with it. Um, he tweeted, I'm getting a lot of Megan Kelly hate mail tonight. And he's a little smiley face. He goes, she is totally overrated and angry. She bombed tonight. He's fantastic. You've always been a loser. Loser. Wouldn't that be great to have Trump as a president? Like, he'd go on the State of the Union address, and he'd be like, Putin, loser. Um, I, you couldn't write comedy that, that rich. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about today, we can talk about money investing more. Santa Barbara? Vacations? Downtime? You tell me. I'm easy. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Get your calls on the air. We'll go over markets, investments, and much, much more. Take a break here. Be right back. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220, KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money investing and more thanks for listening to the show anything you want to talk about we can talk about talk about apple talk about investing i think that money is something that intimidates people and it shouldn't um but it does in your in a work relationship with somebody like if you're the breadwinner or the rainmaker it changes relationships right so this show, we talk about retirement, taxes, investing, credit, debt, saving, spending, homes, maybe real estate a little bit. On occasion, we hit cars and colleges and insurance and other issues. 
Um, I try not to get too nerdy with you, and one thing that I try never to do is to say that I'm smarter than you. I don't think I am. I think I work harder when it comes to media and money than you do. So I think I do a pretty good job of presenting, you know, some of the things that you can do. Um, and I appreciate that you appreciate it. Uh, I don't try to give advice that's like insulting. You should only carry one credit card in your wallet because you're too stupid. You're going to go out and spend because you're like a dog. I've always thought that, you know, the whole phrase that men are dogs. You know when women go men are dogs. Dogs are the most loyal animals on the planet. Treat them right and they will love you forever. So I always took that as a compliment when a woman said men are dogs. I'm like, yep, we are. Um, so I'm not going to insult you and say, you should just carry one credit card. Um, I love reward credit cards. Love it. So I love taking free vacations or vacations that were paid for with a credit card that I paid off every single month. Um, and I love the credit cards that will give you like a $400 sign up bonus. I saw recently that a bank's offering like, if you open an account, you're not only going to get checking with an interest rate, which is unheard of, but we'll give you a hundred dollars cash. I'm like, I stopped and I thought about that for a second. Nah, not good enough deal for me because, you know, part of your credit report is tied towards how long you've been at a bank. And I didn't want to turn that over to one year from 20 years kind of thing. Um, but I thought about it. So if you go to bankrate.com, there's a good search for credit cards, uh, that are appropriate for you. I don't mind annual fees if I'm getting perks that are amazing. Um, there's a good thing that everyone should do is annualcreditreport.com. Annualcreditreport.com. I think that this should be a first date or second date kind of evening. Now, I know you're saying, Rob, I fancy you as the kind of guy who pulls out a little Barry White, some champagne, maybe some raspberries. You start working it. Hey, baby. And then I go, I'll show you mine if you yours. Credit report. Hey, baby, let's get on annualcreditreport.com. Bleep, 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 bleep. What? You've got 30 credit cards and you've been bankrupt? And she goes, oh, my gosh, you've had 15 jobs. You're not rich. You work at McDonald's. Why is this say you live in an apartment when you say you live in Bel Air or in a mansion? So I think an annual credit report date is about as sexy as it comes. You kind of get to learn, like, about each other. Um, you get a free credit report once a year from each credit bureau, which equals three credit reports. Experian is one of them. I'm not going to bore you, but that's sexy to me. Um... Another way to, you know, think about money or something that I want you to think about money is, you know, look at how much credit a person has and how much they utilize. And it'll kind of tell you if they're like living beyond their ways and means. Um, same thing with companies. You know, companies are technically people. It's a really odd concept, but te- technically they are. And you can see the credit 
debt problems that companies get into. I mean, four years ago, Apple had no debt, zero debt. Now they've got an enormous amount of debt because when debt was cheap, they, they piled in. Can't say that it was a bad strategy, but it's out there. Um, I use two insurance companies. I use USAA because my father was in the military, and I use Geico. Um, sometimes USAA doesn't cover, like, I've got an apartment that I rent in North Carolina. A house, rather. Not an apartment. I don't know why I said apartment. But I think I was trying to start thinking about renter's insurance and stuff like that. So I have a homeowner's policy that USAA doesn't cover North Carolina. So I have to go with another company, Geico. And every year, I set up a little reminder. I play a little Barry White music. I get myself in the mood. And I call my insurance companies. I'm like, hey, insurance company. Like, I'm feeling kind of randy. Can you see if I can get a multi-policy thing going on? Like, like, can I get a threesome policy? Like, for my car, my house, and my rental? And like, yes, multi-policies work. Hey, baby, I love you, USAA. I love you, Geico. And I don't pit them against each other, but absolutely, you know, let's say I had an issue in a car five years ago. USAA may forgive me after three, and Geico may forgive me after five. I'm going to use USAA's insurance. Um, but I have to find these things out, and I shop and I compare. It's what I do. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I see we have a caller, but my call screen isn't working, so. Okay, Oh, we're going to go to him next segment. Um, Salvador from International Business Times. So, perfect. So, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Some other strategies to start thinking about. Um, passwords. Um, I like a password locker. Um, you want one hardcore master password. Um, it'll save you time. And if it saves you time, it'll save you money when you do get hacked. Um, I don't think you have to have crazy strings of of text and numbers and capitals and exclamation points. Um, but a good password locker, I think, is, is worth the investment on your phone. It won't bulletproof you, but if you do get your identity hacked, it takes an enormous amount of time to fix. Um, I have a fireproof safe, but what's interesting about that, I put a hard drive in it, and if my house did burn down, that fireproof safe is going to get really hot and it's going to burn it's going to melt my hard drive inside the safe. So start thinking about some of these like little twists and turns. With Maybe you're not as smart as you think you are. Uh, not worth learning that mistake after the fact. I'm Rob Black talking to All Things Financial. We'll take a break here. We'll come back talk at International Business Times. We'll talk about what's going on in San Francisco and what we should think about it. Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I get the pleasure of speaking with a journalist from International Business Times. You can find them online at btimes.com every Friday. Um, Join me now to talk a little bit about some of the things that he's recently written, Salvador Rodriguez. How are you, Mr. Rodriguez? Good, good. Thank you for having me on this morning. Absolutely. You recently penned something that's obviously near and dear. I live in the Bay Area. It's headline news. It's tech news. It's kind of 21st century, here we are type of story. Silicon Valley's diversity fail. Uh, what brought you to this topic? Um, I just, you know, my job is to, I'm based here in San Francisco, unlike the rest of International Business Times, which is in New York. And, you know, I cover technology. And for me, from what I've seen this year, I think diversity is really the biggest story in technology in 2015. You know, it's not like these smartphones are getting any drastically faster or or better features or bigger screens or anything anymore. Um, And it's not like there's any, you know, really, truly killer apps that we've been introduced to this year. But when you look at the demographics of these companies, that's really what has blown my mind the most. Um, and and in this particular story that we're going to talk about today, we looked at the demographics of the venture capital firms, which are the ones that create all these new Facebooks and Ubers and Googles, and their demographics are worse than anyone else's. It's interesting that you say that because sometimes – I feel very lucky and privileged in my life. I say I was lucky to be born white with a dad who worked on a coast and not in Iowa as a farmer. Like, it really gave me a lot of education opportunities, which gave me a lot of success opportunities, which gave me a lot of, like, it's a weird thing to say out loud. Like, I've gotten, as a white male, probably some privilege in my life, um, especially with a father who was well-educated and lived on a coast. Um, does... Th- that ring any truth to you? Does that like, or does that anger you when I say that, or does that tie into the story of the venture capitalists and what a, a privileged club it is per se? Yeah, essentially. I mean, well, I mean, I think what you're saying there is simply that you're going to get a fair shot at, you know, if you had a startup idea, it would, it's, it's a truly, uh, it's a true meritocracy for for you, you know, right. Um, but if, if you're not a white male or an Asian male, um, it's not quite the same. It's, you really have to break into the system. Um, and, you know, I spoke with a lot of founders for this story. And what they told me is that, you know, this is difficult for – it's difficult to get venture capital funding for anyone. You know, it doesn't matter who you are or what your race is at that point. But uh, but but if you're you know African American, a woman, Hispanic, it's it's hard to get a meeting with with a lot of these venture capitalists, and and that's just where it starts, you know. So, getting into your story or getting into the story, yeah, the story you wrote and the piece that you did, um, clearly Ellen Powell drew a lot of attention with the lack of diversity in the venture capital industry, and kind of like the whole female sex and using an employee and things like that. Um, how did she inspire or relate into your story? Um, I think really not at all, other than the fact that she was one of the few women working at a venture capital firm um, uh, when she was there. And, and that's still the case now, you know. 
Um, I think there's there's one quote in my story that says it, it's it's one uh, female partner, and she says that she can name probably all of three venture capital firms that have more than one um, you know female partner, um, and and that's really the case for for many of these firms. Um, I mean, I couldn't even get. Uh, a lot of these firms to talk to me because it's it's such a delicate issue and, and their numbers are so bad. Um, you know, I've, I've seen statistics that say like if you look at the at only the elite venture capital firms, the percent of women there is about four percent compared to the the rest of the partners that are there. Um, and you look at the overall industry and it's a representation of about nine percent. And as a result, that's why only about nine percent of all the companies that get funded have uh, female CEOs. Okay. Um, so, so I, I guess that that's that's the only way that Ellen Powell um, related to my story is that you know she she has brought light on this issue essentially. Well, it's pretty stunning because like um, I'm reading your piece right now, Salvador Rodriguez from IBTimes.com. A 2014 list of the top tech venture capital firms showed just 1.5 percent of investors were African American, and then. Just shortly after that, there's a quote from a CEO of a, a venture capital group who says, I can't name five Hispanic partners. I probably can't name three. There's, like, no diversity. It's really a white male club. Pretty much so across the board is what the data is showing, isn't it? Yeah, essentially. And, I mean, this is one part that I couldn't fit into my story, but um, a founder who only wanted to speak anonymously um, this person told me that they had had more than 130 meetings with venture capital firms, and out of those meetings, they had run into a single African-American partner, um, just a few women here and there, and no Hispanic venture capital partners either. So it, it's that kind of thing. And, and the reason that this matters is because, for example, if, if you have – if you if you're pitching a tech idea that really caters at the Hispanic market, which is obviously a big one. I mean, you look at our our broadcast networks. Univision is the biggest one now, you know. Um, but if you have a, an idea that is specifically tailored to that market, you know, a, a white male, an Asian male, they might not understand the significance of it. They might not understand the business opportunity that is there, and that is where the breakdown of the meritocracy happens. Anything else that you want to highlight from your story recently published in the Investors, uh, IB Times, International Business Times, uh, Salvador Rodriguez? Yeah, I think I think the 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 highlight is that at least it's starting to look up. Um, the companies like Intel, for example, have launched um, diversity funds that are specifically focused on uh, you know backing companies that are either led by a woman or a minority CEO or the, the, the majority of their founding team uh, is diverse. So um, we're starting to see that from companies like Intel. You know, Comcast has a similar fund. AOL launched uh, a woman-focused fund last year. And that, that guy that you mentioned, uh, his firm, Dream Funded, they just launched one uh, last week. So that's pretty good, and you know it's 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 a cycle. Um, once there are more founders and more diverse people in tech, I think we'll start to see uh, more partners uh, with diverse backgrounds rise as well. And so, hopefully, you know things will start to change in the future.
Thanks very much for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to speak with some of the staff writers, Salvador Rodriguez at International Business Times. Silicon Valley's diversity fail includes white male-dominated venture capitalists, and it's killing women and minorities. And again, I don't know if it's politically correct some of the things that I say. I know it's not, you know, but I feel lucky, and I, I think that's a problem with America. So I remember a couple of years ago, I got into a little bit of trouble on radio when I said the United States Army is kind of like this big jobs program. Or America. It's kind of like um, if you're going to go nowhere in your life, you could join the Army and they'll teach you a skill. So if you're stuck in Louisiana or Mississippi, and Mississippi they say things like, you know how you spell our state? It's in my cookie letter, cookie letter, ah, hunchback letter, hunchback letter. And like, you're going, what are you talking about? And they join the Army and they get a computer programming skill or a flying skill and they become pilots and so I said, it's kind of a, a jobs program, and we kind of need it, because otherwise there'd be a lot of unemployed people <clears throat> who don't have the chance to go get an education. Um, and that rubs some people the wrong way. Yeah, it is what it is. I can't solve all the problems. Um, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Pick up the phone, give me a call. Don't be shy. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about... Um, <clears throat> oh, got two minutes left. We could talk about money. Um, and again, I kind of want you thinking this way. You know, job growth in the United States is actually maybe a negative thing for the stock market. Because as we get more jobs, it creates more inflation. More inflation equals more, well, business. More jobs equals more business. More jobs, more business equals more inflation. Um, and then the Federal Reserve is going to come in and do something about that. And they're going to say, we've got too much inflation. We're going to raise interest rates, make the cost of borrowing more so that you don't be speculative and buy anything that you want for cheap cost of money, whether it be companies or individuals or houses and such like that. So the jobs report, you have to grasp that this is like an art. It's not something you have to massage together. You have to take a look at the valuations of companies. You have to take a look at sectors, uh, you know, I own healthcare sector. I'll probably own it till the day I die. Um, and I'm pretty comfortable with that. So I think there's a great Vanguard health fund that I think everyone can own till the day they die. Ta-da! Magic. I know you're saying that was the worst magic trick I've ever seen. You said you're going to hold a position till the day you die because it's healthcare. Yes, because Americans are obese and we'd like to drink and eat and party and even to the point of it hurts our health. Of course I want to own a healthcare fund. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money 
on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested in more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing. Um, I don't try to get too hardcore. Like, I'm just not a hardcore person. Um, I've always preferred to do things in a softer touch. I want you to max out your 401k or your 403b. If you do that in your 20s, you probably will retire wealthy. And wealthy means you'll have enough money to last till the day you die. If you don't do it in your 20s, you're going to struggle. And it's going to hurt a little bit more. And if you wait till your 40s, you're probably going to wait work till the day you die. And that's unfortunate. I think you want to steer clear of bad products. Annuities are the most oversold bad products out there. You know, it's also oversold. This idea of a real estate dream. You want to live the American dream and own real estate. Uh, No, you don't. And there's a lot of ways to own real estate other than buying a piece of property that you don't know where it is in Texas. I would never buy a piece of property in Texas. You know why? Because I don't live in Texas. You know why? I don't want to go to Texas. You know why? Because the jobs in Texas are, are pretty median or below median. Um. So I'd be very, very cautious of that. The best way for most people to own real estate is called a real estate investment trust. It's a publicly traded stock. You can buy 100 shares of it. Um, you don't have to own more. You could own a shopping mall REIT, which is a real estate investment trust that owns shopping malls. You could own a medical REIT, which is a Real estate investment trust that it owns, like, oncology centers. Um, you can own a business park REIT. Like, there's one called PSB, which is uh, PS Business Parks. WP Carry, WPC. Duke Realty, DRE. Liberty Property Trust, LPT. Washington REIT, WRE. You can own office properties in New York, Chicago, Boston. And you don't actually have to go out and buy that individual property, you can buy what's called a real estate investment trust. And you can, therefore, they go out and buy it for you. And they also go out and manage it for you. So when they have an attorney go out of, out of business, they're like, hey, we've got an office for a lease. You don't have to do any of that. So that's the biggest flaw with real estate radio shows and real estate television shows and the infomercials out there. At 2 in the morning, you wake up, you're like, why are these two short people Midget? Why are they pushing real estate in Hawaii? And why are there women with big, well, features hanging on these little guys like they're some sort of rock stars? And you realize they're selling you some sort of system. There's no system. The system is you do a transaction with them, they get a piece of the action. They either work with the developer or they do the loan or they do the real estate commission. That's the system. You're just too stupid to see it. So be careful when people who are pushing real estate. They're like, this is the best way to get rich. No, 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 no. 
the best way to get rich is to max out your 401k. And in it, you can even own things like I said, real estate, a real estate investment trust. Um, I own REITs. I don't go around like I own Apple and I don't go into the Apple store and go, hey, I'm your boss. I'm an owner of the stock. I don't tell the guys at the Genius Bar, like, you work for me. Uh, no, no. But you are an owner of the stock. And that's a great way of thinking about it. And when you own a REIT, you own real estate. The first two words in REIT are real estate. So you actually own real estate. And if you get, have 100 shares, it's, your broker's not going to call you next month and go, um, yeah, you haven't paid your real estate dues. Yeah, it's time for you to pay that mortgage again. Nope. That's the beauty of REITs is you own real estate without having that monthly commitment of a 30-year mortgage sitting on top of your head, of which I'm going to be honest with you. I want to be in Santa Barbara right now. I want to be calm. I want to be cool. I want to be collected. I don't want to stress. Um, and the things we stress over, 30-year mortgage. So when you hear a radio show like, you should buy real estate in Texas or you should buy real estate from me, um, if it was such a good deal, they would be buying it themselves. They wouldn't be sharing it with you. You grasp that, right? You get it. I know you do. If if Dallas had such a, like, for instance, you could buy a condo in Dallas, right? Dallas has got, you know, oil. You should buy in Dallas, right? And you're like, why aren't the people of Dallas buying in Dallas? <laughs> why aren't, and like, you don't ever put two to two together. You're just you're a, a sheep, so to speak. So, so I like REITs. I like maxing out the 401k. I like starting early. Um, I like keeping it simple. Like I said, you probably don't need annuities. Um, annuities are insurance products. They're sold by insurance agents. They disguise them and make them look like investments. When you can buy investments, you can go to TD Ameritrade. You can go to Fidelity and get investing investments at almost no cost. You know, that Vanguard healthcare fund I was talking about earlier? That it, it, it's almost no cost. You're not going to get screwed in the process by a, a guy selling it to you. You know, like I said earlier in the show, ta-da! Magic! The magic trick isn't that impressive. Uh, but the only thing stopping you from succeeding is you. And sometimes it's people who want to take your money in a, a transaction that will hurt you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, just be smart, be slow, accumulate wealth. I think that's the best thing you can do. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Call the show, 800-516-1220. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.